Welcome into the Grace One Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is episode number 84. We're going to be talking about unfinished. And so, yes, here I am back from Jamaica. I'm alive. I didn't die. We made it. We're safe. Everything was awesome. And uh, I know some of you are like, did the, the Grace Point Daily podcast end? Is it over? Is the movement over? No, we were just really busy. I had really good intentions, right? I brought my laptop. I brought the mic with and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to do some podcast. And I wanted to connect with some local leaders there. And it just, it didn't happen. Things change. We tried to stay focused on the task at hand. It wasn't the first thought. And so anyway, I'm sorry. Hopefully we we have the ability to get people on the phone via our podcast now. So hopefully we can get some of those people on at some point. Man, we had a great time in Jamaica. Uh, We did several things while we're there. Number one, we went there to do project work for a children's home that is expanding, has about 40 kids and expanding to six kids. It's called New Visions new vision children's home and uh, we were able to paint and do some work put in new windows and it was really a blessing there secondly we were able to go and speak at a lot of schools my wife has a thing called no price tag and talks about purity and living a god life a jesus a pure jesus life and she has a great story and illustrations and so we were able to go into some of the public schools there which was a lot of fun and man how how crazy is that when we step into some of these other cultures when you can go into public schools and share the gospel openly it's so crazy weird but good right and then thirdly i had the opportunity to minister in some local churches and just had a great, great time. Had all six of my family there along with a group of 20 of us. So there we go. That's what happened. Okay. There's the explanation. So now we're going to get back into the group. Today, I want to talk about unfinished. And when I go on a missions trip, it's always such a crazy experience because you're in a different culture and you're serving. And it really is a time to open yourself up to God, to let him speak to you and challenge you. And you're just out of your element. You're out of your zone. You're being challenged. Uh, There's physical, spiritual, mental, all kinds of things that are happening. And you just try to hear from the Lord and give your best. And I always come back now as a pastor. I mean, I've done multiple and many short-term missions trips, but I never want them to get old. And I want to keep my heart open and say, Lord, what do you want to do? What do you want to speak on this missions trip in particular? And I know I'm coming back Sunday morning. I'm going to be standing in front of my home church and sharing a word and a message. And I want to make sure to do that in an inspiring way, because I know when we come back, sometimes we come back from missions trips. And for me, there can be a little bit of bitterness, a little angst towards America, the American church, because we're very blessed. We're we're very selfish sometimes. Church revolves a lot around us, not about giving and serving. And so I always want to be careful. You know, I don't want to come back in and rant and rave and those kind of things. I want to bring an encouraging, inspiring word from the Lord. And so the one word that really was on my heart, that was in my brain, which I'm going to share with you now, is the word unfinished. And it really comes from as I was reading through the books, book of Acts, you know, because that's such a powerful book about the explosion of the New Testament church and day of Pentecost and Paul getting saved and the gospel being preached to the Gentiles and so many things like that. And so I open up my Bible and I turn to the last chapter of the book of Acts, Acts chapter 28, and I'm going to read just the last couple of verses, 30 and 31. It says, for two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. Boldly and without hindrance, he preached the kingdom of God and taught them about the Lord Jesus Christ. And those are great verses, but what's so interesting about that is that right there, 31, that's the end of the book. You know, when you when you read, think about the book of Acts, it's like, man, I'm waiting for this epic conclusion and um, 
what's going to happen there. And it just kind of abruptly stops and it just ends right there. And I think there's something very beautiful and specific and God designed about that ending that he wanted to communicate to us that although Paul had a great calling and God was doing great things and the gospel was exploding in the world, there would be still yet be an unfinished work left to do for the kingdom of God. And so I want to just, I want you to think about this or layer this in four different things or four different layers in terms of the unfinished work of God yet to be done. And here's, here's the four different layers. Number one, layers, excuse me. Uh, I'm back, you know, I'm discombobulated. Stay with me on this podcast. <laughs> Number one is there's an unfinished work of God yet to be done in your life. You know, I thought about from that for me is like, man, there's still so much work to be done. There's still mo- so much yet to do in the world and uh, the church and the place. God has a work for every single one of us to do. It doesn't matter what it is or the level or importance or position or any of those things. There is an unfinished work of God yet to be done in your life. Are you pursuing that? Are you getting after that? Are you opening your heart to that? So God can accomplish all that he wants to do in your life. Number two, there's an unfinished work yet to be done in your church. You know, I'm a pastor and I hang out with pastors and I love the church. I'm being, I love being a part of the local church. Uh, and But the church I'm in right now, it's called Grace Point. Man, there is an unfinished work yet to be done in our church. We're in Carthage, Missouri, Southern Missouri, and there is... It's not a huge city, but man, there are still hundreds of people in this city that need God, that need the touch of God, that need the hope, the healing, the restoration, the redemption that comes through Jesus. I have that to give. And it's the work that specific primary work that God has called me to do. So there's an unfinished work to be done in this church and connect that with our city. There's an unfinished work to be yet to be done in our city. And number four, there's an unfinished work yet to be done in our world. And that's why I love stepping out, going overseas, going to these different places, because you realize that God is moving all across this world, all across the earth, and he's wanting us to be a part of it. We get to be a part of it. It's awesome. So that's what I'm trying to do just simply today is say, man, it's unfinished. The work of God is unfinished. It's not done yet. It didn't end in the book of Acts. It didn't end, you know, in Revelation when the New Testament closed. The work of God is unfinished. And that's why God says, man, the the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. There's still so much work to be done. And are you willing to partner with it and to do it? And Paul's life was amazing because he was a guy who was not just not a Christian, didn't know Jesus. He was a guy that blatantly opposed Jesus and the work of God's kingdom. And Jesus grabbed a hold of his life, blinded eyes. I mean, this crazy transformation, salvation experience. He gets radically saved. And then he turns to the God. He turns to the Jesus that he so strongly opposed. And then God begins to use him in powerful ways. And he becomes this crazy missionary who just wanted to go to the ends of of the earth and tell everyone about the wonders of God, about the salvation that is now available to everyone. He wanted to finish the work of God. And that's what I love about the New Testament. That's what I love when we read about these disciples is that they really lived with this authentic, genuine passion that Jesus was going to come back. And they lived with this mentality that says, Listen, we're called to do the work of God. We're called to build the kingdom of God. We need to do this 
like right now. This is urgent. And sometimes I feel like that's, that's the danger in our Christian walk is we start settling, we start existing, and we lose that motivation and we lose that intensity and that passion that's like, guys, come on, we got to do the work of God. The King is coming. We got we to finish the work of God because there's nothing worse than an unfinished work, the unfinished work of God. And uh, I, I, I'm kind of doing a really short summary of the sermon that I did on Sunday, and I'm just going to go here right away. But I remember when I was processing this word unfinished, I started to look online and I Googled unfinished buildings and just started pulling up different buildings and some were historical, some were this and some were that. And I was just trying to find the right one. And I came across this unfinished building called Marble Hill Nuclear Plant. And let me read this description to you. It says, this nuclear plant in Indiana was started in 1977 and for about seven years was all set to become a fully functioning power generating cornerstone of the nuclear power industry. Then in 1984, after sinking 2.5 billion with a B into getting the reactors to about the halfway point, the company behind the project up and abandoned it. They simply couldn't afford to continue. They ended up selling some of the equipment to recover a few million in lost costs. The plant's been sitting half finished ever since, although the company that owns it now is currently in the process of demolishing it. And so here's this nuclear power plant. The intention that it was going to bring power, it was going to bring energy, and it was going to literally affect the lives of millions of people. And they, I mean, two point, they sank $2.5 They invested so much in it for it to come, that investment to come up empty and just for the building to sit there unfinished. Isn't that powerful? I mean, I was like, just numbers. I was like, man, I'd like to have a million dollars in my life, let alone just $2.5 billion going to waste. And I picked that building and I thought I, I honed in on that building because to me that was a, and is a good representation of the church. You know what I believe the church is? We are a nuclear power plant, man. We are got we have the we have the resurrection power of Christ in us. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. We are built and designed to be this powerful entity that affects millions, that, that that affects the lives of other people, that we bring life and power and energy to people. That's what we do as followers of Jesus uh, through his name, right? And so that was the intention of this power plant. It was supposed to produce power. It was supposed to change the lives of people by bringing this energy and this power. And they never finished the work of God. All that money went to waste. It all went downhill and it remained unfinished. And uh, it's just a challenge. It's, it's a conviction and encouragement for, again, for me individually to complete the work of God in my life, to complete the work of God, to be a part of completing the work of God in my church, in my city, and in our world. So I'm just challenging you guys today in terms of this unfinished work. And I don't want to, I don't want to leave any of God's work unfinished in my life. And that was the beauty, the scary beauty of Paul's life is that he was willing to risk it all. He was willing in the shipwrecks, in the snake bites, <laughs> in the prison, he was willing to keep pressing forward to finish and to accomplish the work of God in his life. And let me tell you how his life finished, how the work God called him to do finished. It ended 
by him giving his life and literally his head getting chopped off, decapitated as a martyr for Jesus. And it was in that moment that his work was finished. I don't know what the ending of our life is going to look like, but it's just the challenge today to finish the work of God that he has for you, that he has for me, that he has for us, again, individually, in our church, in our city, and in our world. And there's nothing, there's nothing worse. Can I just say this? There's nothing worse than seeing a dead church, you know, or I mean, a church that is completely dead. You know, I do believe that there's times and seasons, you know, that a church maybe opens and closes. It has a life cycle and stuff like that. But I do believe that there are times that churches close because it wasn't necessarily God. It's just that they didn't keep finishing the work and doing the work of God. They existed, they maintained, and then they died. I have a great, hopefully, we'll see if he listens or not, but I have a great friend, Pastor Dustin, the Nazarene Church in this area, and we were talking the other day, and he brought up the story of a church that he came across that was a, a good church. It was a thriving church at one point, and now it's a literally it's a flea market, <laughs> not even a church anymore. And he and he he was kind of connecting with this point that it's like, man, if we don't keep doing the work of God, reaching, preaching, healing, restoring, doing the work of God, then our churches are going to be glorified flea market someday or something torn down, shredded apart, used car lot, whatever it might be. And so today, as I come back from another country, having done the work of God and being exposed to that and letting that move me and shake me a little bit, man, I come back saying, Lord, there is a work that you want to do in my life. God, there is a work that you want to do in my church. And I'm praying for you right now. Those of you that listen, that are part of different churches, would you just join hands, lock arms with that pastor and that leader that is overseeing you, that God is calling you to to stand with and be that rare breed, be that unnormal, that abnormal person that says, listen, pastor, I want to do the work of God with you. I'm willing to sacrifice, to give time, energy, effort, money, whatever it might be to finish the work that God has called us to do. Man, I'm encouraging you in that regards. I'm encouraging you in regards to your city. And I'm a huge, 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 uh, (laughs) shout out to Donald Trump, our president. Uh, I'm a huge unity guy. And it's not just about us or one church. It's about a work that God has for us. I always talk about that. I pray every week with a group of pastors and Man, when I was coming, driving back into my city from this missions trip, I was with our children's pastor in the car and, and I, we prayed, you know, and I was just like, Lord, bless our city, work in our city, do a work in our city, Lord Jesus. And that was just my prayer and my cry. And finally, there is a work to be done in the world. You know, we can get so limited and that's why I'm challenging you to, that's why I challenge people all the time, go, man, go on a missions trip step out of your comfort zone, step out of your area. I mean, it's funny. People won't, will spend tons of money on a cruise, uh, going to wherever they want to go on some vacation destination. And yet they won't step out and spend that same money, energy time to go on. I'm challenging you. Um, and, and hopefully you get, get convicted that one of these moments you're like, you know what, I'm going to go to Africa. I'm going to go to the Philippines. I'm going to go to Asia. I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to go to South America. I'm going to go to Guatemala, whatever it is. I'm going to go to Mexico and I'm going to step out and do the work of God in the world. And that's what Paul was. Paul was like, listen, I'm not interested in just hanging out 
and hanging out with Christians. I love it. I love the body of Christ, but I'm interested in preaching the gospel to the ends of the earth. And guys, whatever your church is offering, whatever is available, would you just become a part of doing the work of God on a global level? It's time to finish the work of God. I want Jesus to come back. Listen, I believe he's coming back. I know that to be true, but I do know that he won't return in his fullness like he said he was until we've done the work. So let's do it, guys. Hey, thank you so much for joining the Grace Point Daily Podcast. We're back. Okay, we're back now. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.